Hey, y'all, Zach here. Uh, Thanks for listening. Um, If you haven't heard yet about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Uh, Just let me explain. It's free. Um, There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, so you don't need too much expertise to start. Uh, Anchor will distribute your podcast across all platforms, so you don't have to worry about making an account for Spotify, Apple, uh, Google, etc., um, you can make money from your podcasts um, with no minimum listenership, so it's easy to get started all in one place. Everything you need to know, just download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I wanted to share a few tips with developers who are thinking about creating a data studio community visualization. It's fun to build a community visualization and is approachable for mere mortals such as myself. I'd consider myself a coding data analyst rather than the coder who also does data analysis. However, there are quite a few moving parts and a good workflow may not be all that obvious. So this is what we'll build, a simple time series chart built with D3, which I hope will be instructional. D3 could be a great starting point for you to build your own visualizations. But first, there's a little bit of initial setup to be done. By the way, I'll post links in the description to the code. You'll be writing JavaScript code, and that code has to be hosted on Google Cloud Storage, which is part of Google Cloud Platform, otherwise known as GCP. If you don't have a GCP account, it should be pretty easy to sign up and there may even be an initial credit to get started. Just a note, you might be incurring minimal costs because of your use of storage, but mine were two cents last month, so not too bad at all. And of course, you'd also get access to other awesome tools like BigQuery and Cloud Functions. When you have GCP set up, you'll need the command line interface or CLI. It's a simple installation. Just search for Google Cloud SDK and it should be very straightforward. Data Studio will then use these CLI programs to upload files to storage. What you're looking for in particular is the GSUtil CLI. This program allows you to manage storage through the command line, for example, You type in gsutil ls gs analytics body viz. You'll get a list of uh, these these folders inside my uh, bucket. This is my uh, GCP uh, storage section. And so let's see what we have here. So this should be reflected in the uh, GSUtil. So it shows that it's uh, all set up properly. So I recommend uh, that you set up GCP first and then create the storage buckets. So you'll need two, one for development and one for production. You'll need the location of those buckets when you set up the community viz. 
In my case, I set up folders called test dev and test prod in the analytics body viz bucket. So we'll be using this one and this one. And so they're empty at this point. Right, so that should be it. Now we're ready to get on with the main stuff. The document you'll want to refer to is here. And what we'll do is we'll go through the doc together. So basically read everything in that document and watch the videos. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a great resource and uh, it has helped me a lot. All right, let's, uh, let's take a look. So it says that you need uh, NPM, which is typically part of uh, Node. So if you don't have Node, um, again, just search for uh, install Node, and there's installers for uh, every kind of um, uh, operating system. Let's just make sure. NPM version 6.11, that's good. Node 8.15. All right, so yeah, I think we're ready to start building. Obviously, once you have GCP set up, it will be much easier and quicker when you work on a new viz. So to help you uh, get started, the Data Studio team uh, created some great tooling to make your life easier. And the, the tooling that I'm talking about is installed here with this command. So let's just run this. We'll uh, copy this and go back to the terminal. Oops. NPX. So this will just uh, install all the dependencies and and yeah, we'll see once that's done what it gives us. Okay, so first you're um, asked for a for a project name. Let's just call this D three test. All right, so you remember um, that we had to set up, uh, or that I recommended that you set up uh, the buckets first. Um, this is where you'll need them. So um, analytics, buddy, viz, slash, test, dev. Actually, let me just make sure that that's right. Analytics body viz test viz. Okay. Okay, and a prod bucket test prod. Analytics. Okay, well, um, this is uh, basically all you need at this point. Um, it'll create uh, a project for you. 
and we'll just wait for this to uh, to finish. And it even helpfully tells you how to access this. So you CD into uh, your uh, your project, and then you hit npm run start to begin working on your viz. Okay, so let's do this. CD D3 test. And actually, before we do that, um, let's just pull this up uh, in the code editor, which in my case is Visual Studio Code. All right, so this is the code that the tooling generated for you. Um, you get two ways to build your visualization, essentially. Uh, local development and in Data Studio itself. Let's look at the source directory. The main file is index.js. You see that it imports some external files, DSCC and DSCC, scripts, initialviz.js, and local message. And there's also a variable local uh, set to true. So this means that you're in local development mode. So what does this mean? Well, it basically means that when you run npm run start, you'll see your visualization locally. So this is localhost 8080, and you have this, uh, this simple bar chart with age and, and the metric. So where does this data actually come from? Well, let's go back to the code. And so we know local is true, and then this uh, drawVis function takes in local.message. And local comes from this file, local message. So let's take a look. And yeah, so this is just a, a JavaScript object, uh, message, tables, default, and then it has dim ID, and then you can see here the, the age brackets and the uh, metric. So why actually have this way of developing locally, and why does this object, or rather the data, look, you know, why does it look like this? Well, actually, this structure uh, is the same that Data Studio would give you uh, once it's actually uploaded to Google Cloud Storage and when you use the visualization directly in Data Studio. So what you're trying to do, essentially, is have the same development uh, locally um, and make sure that the data is in the same format that Data Studio would uh, give you. So, so this visualization here um, uses age and, and the metric. Well, uh, in our case, we know that uh, we want to have date. Let's go back here. We want to have date as uh, on this axis and then the metric here. So how do you know what the data should look like? Well, uh, the Data Studio team thought of this too, and you can use this uh, this command here. I'm going to cancel out of the, the dev server. npm run update message. And it should be clearer once I run this uh, command what this actually does. Remember that at this point, we actually haven't gone to Data Studio itself. 
at all. This is all local stuff right now. So let's do this. And then what npm run update message, um, what it does is it basically builds local files and then it deploys it to your storage bucket. And then so what you do is you copy this and then now we're actually ready to go to, to Data Studio. So this is just a very simple visualization. Uh, I mean, a, a very simple report. Um, the only thing I've done here is I've added a Google Analytics connector to the uh, Google Store demo account. So to add a visualization, you just click this button here and then you paste in the the path to your visualization. Let's see if this works. Add. Great. And actually to get closer to to what we have here. So these are these are age brackets. Let's also use age here. Drag this in. And then what you want to do is you go into view mode and now you can see all of the data. So if you if you recall, local message looks like this. And yeah, so so the idea behind update message is that you get the the shape of the data into you get the data into the shape that you want and you can then uh, uh, click into into this here and then do command A and uh, command copy. And then you can go to local message and hit control A and then paste that in. Yeah. And if you want in our case date, And you could do this, and you see it updates this uh, this right away. And so here, let me grab this. Control A, copy A, B, and then save this. Great. So now you have the data in the shape that you want, and and now we can start developing uh, locally. You go back here knowing that this local message is the same as we want to have um, up here. And actually, the only other thing I want to, to do is to also test the, the publishing. Um, and then so the way this works is I want to make sure that I can see this visualization, see, npm run start. I want to have this uh, also in Data Studio. So let's make sure that this, this works too. Cancel out of this. And the command for that is npm run build dev. So this builds it locally. And then you push it up with npm run push dev. So this will take a couple of seconds. 
go here, go back to your visualization and reload. And actually, let's go and view. And then here's the visualization. And, uh, and the, the chart looks a little bit funky because um, I changed it to be date uh, as opposed to the age bracket. But now we basically know how to do local development to see where the data comes from. And if our visualization requires uh, certain dimensions and metrics, then we have a way via update message to get uh, the shape um, in exactly the right format that we need. All right, so we're finally ready to build our visualization. And so what we'll do first is we'll take out the code that we don't need. So we'll just have this empty function. And uh, let's go and see what we need. So this line graph, uh, as I said earlier, is built with D3. So uh, we need to add this to our project. Um, very simple, npm install D3. And then once that's installed, we can refer to it locally, require D3. And so the next thing that we'll do is we'll just uh, grab the code and paste that in here. Format this a little bit. Okay, so uh, let's, uh, let's take a look at this. And obviously the, the viz will be the same. So let's go back to, uh, to Data Studio and we should be able to just reload this. Yay, cool, excellent. So um, let's just make sure that we can use uh, a different metric. So uh, the nice thing about uh, Data Studio community visualizations is that it's very dynamic. As soon as you um, choose a different metric, it should update the chart. And in fact, it does, but there's a, there's a weird behavior that you may be able to see, and I'm going to show it to you now. It actually appends a new chart each time you change anything in Data Studio, so we'll have to fix that. Um, this visualization is basically um, static, right? It sort of runs once, and um, you know, loads the CSV file, and that's it. But in our case, that data object is, is sent in all the time. So we have to make sure that each time this, this function is called um, to, you know, to get rid of anything that was there before. So that's, uh, that's pretty easy to do. So before um, SVG here, we'll um, basically just use um, a uh, D3 uh, helper function. So we'll, we'll select the body. This is basically our root. And then we do select all. We want to select um, all 
SVG SVG elements if they're there and then remove them from the DOM. That's it. Oh, sorry. Remove them from the DOM. So if there's any SVG elements, we'll remove them. And then once that's done, it'll recreate this. So save this and then rebuild it. And then we'll push it up again. Refresh this. Okay, great. And uh, just to make sure that this is working now, let's change uh, the metric back to page views. Oops, page views. Great, and the chart updates, and we don't have that issue um, anymore. Now, the other thing that we'll have to take care of is the display. So right now, um, the, the line width and the color of the, of, the, of the visualization is fixed, right? But we want to have people use, uh, you know, the styling options so that they can choose the line width and uh, and and the color. So let's uh, let's work on that next. Okay. So the final thing I wanted to show you um, is how to enable users to customize the appearance of this chart. And specifically, I want uh, them to be able to change the color of the line and also the width of the line. As you'll recall. Um, we basically hard-coded uh, the appearance of the line in CSS. But what we want to do is, is use the, uh, the panel here, the styling, um, to, to add options here so that people can uh, uh, set the line and the width. And for that, we have to look at uh, another file, which is index.json. Uh, we haven't looked at this yet, but um, it, it is a config file that also gets uploaded to, to your Google Cloud Storage. And Data Studio then uses that um, for the community visualization. So and actually, if we look at this, some of these look a little bit familiar. Um, so we have labels, concepts, label, a dimension, a metric, minimum, maximum, minimum, maximum. So let's see where this shows up. So it's like here, concepts, a dimension, date, and a metric, page views. And you'll see we, we said min, max. So minimum of one, maximum of one. So this means we can't actually add anything here. So this is where that uh, config file um, manifests itself uh, in Data Studio. So we want to get something into the style. So I'm not going to spend too much time um, talking about uh, how to set this up, except to point you in the right direction. So you want to look at reference and then manifest. Actually, uh, I beg your pardon, config. And you see here, 
this is what we had before an array of the uh, of ID label elements and for style we have this so let's go back here this is empty now and I'm going to just paste in what I what I have here and you can sort of follow along so I have an ID I call it style options and then what I'll call this and I have two elements one for line color and one for line weight and it has some default values um, so this is uh, the default color and then the default value weight so let's just save this and I'm going to re-upload this to to Data Studio I just want to make sure that this config is is up there so I'm going to go back to my visualization click on that style and you can see now that I have these options here so chart line options I have a uh, color picker and then a line width picker obviously these are not linked into the chart yet so this is what we'll do do next all right so we'll go back to index.js and um, you see that the that the class uh, line uh, is a, is applied here the attribute so we're just going to uh, comment this out and so we'll have to figure out how to add this now to um, to this visualization okay so the styling information will also be sent in via this uh, this data object so in local message uh, this is the data part and these are the fields that get sent in just going to uh, minimize this there's actually a style object um, and it's an empty object right now so let's see what it looks like once we have styling applied and then you'll recall that there's a way that we can see what the data looks like um, using npm run update message so let's try that npm run update message so this will upload that uh, sample viz with a with a text information we'll refresh this okay view i'm gonna click in there a copy and then we'll send this in here into local message a v save that and what you see here is that now we have style information whereas before it was empty uh, now it has line color and it sends in uh, the value here we haven't set it yet so it's still the default value this, they are the same and then what's get what gets sent in is is value two because the default value is two all right so we already know how to deal with uh, the data part so now we just have to figure out how to um, how to pull this out uh, and use it in our in our code all right so it's style line color and style line width 
Okay, so I'm just going to um, paste in the code for that, and I'll, I'll walk you through it. So I'm declaring a uh, variable style. It's an object, and it has the key line color. And the value that it takes is it comes from data in, which is from here. And then it looks for the style, and then the line color, and the value. And if that's undefined, or rather if it's not undefined, then it'll take the, the actual value. Um, if it's not set, then it will take the, the default value. And the same for the line weight. So if, this, the, if the line weight value is not undefined, then we'll take the value. And if it's undefined, then we'll take the default value, which again, we can see here. Um, value is declared, so we'll take that. If some of this isn't declared, then we'll take that. Okay, so the last thing that we need to do now is, well, how can we take this data and apply it to, to our code here? So I, um, I commented out the class, and what we want to do now is just basically add this as attributes, and we'll use the stroke. You can see here again, stroke, stroke width, fill, uh, and, and we'll set these directly now. So the stroke, we're going to set this to style.linecolor. And then the other one is uh, atra, oops. fill, oops, and we'll set that to none. That's not something that we'll, uh, we'll set right now, none. And then the last one is, is stroke width. Which will pull from style.line Wait. Okay. We'll take get rid of that. So we'll save that. And I think that should be it. Um, oh, actually, and we'll we'll take uh, we'll take this out too because we don't need this anymore. I'm going to save that, and now we'll build it, and then we'll push it up there. Okay, drum roll, fingers crossed. Let's uh, refresh this. Great. Hey, so this this is our chart, and now we can click on it, style and change the color, and then the width. Woohoo, excellent. So now you have, um, have a chart that uses the power of Data Studio uh, to customize it. And obviously, you can think of other customizations 
um, uh, for your particular chart. So um, to recap, uh, this is a, a relatively simple example um, of a line chart that uh, uses D3. And we talked about the fact that you need Google Cloud Platform, so GCP, you need JavaScript, Node, uh, or NPM locally. You need a code editor like Visual Studio Code. And um, you basically build the visualization uh, in JavaScript. And, um, and as I said, you, you basically build um, the data. Uh, I mean, there's no external loading of assets or data um, so, so that's another thing that you'll have to pay attention to. But on the other hand, you can connect directly up to, up to these uh, great connectors, whether it's Google Analytics or, uh, or Google Sheeps, uh, Sheet. I <laughs> uh, hope uh, this was uh, useful for you. And uh, thanks for spending all this time if you made it this far. So the data for this visualization is actually in an external file. Uh, this uh, CSV file has two columns, date and close. Uh, the date is in a particular uh, format like this, so we'll have to deal with it. And then the metric is here. So D3 um, very often uses this function here, D3.csv, which is a, an asynchronous function which loads in that CSV file and then it calls the, uh, the callback function once it's finished loading. So d3.csv basically returns an array of objects, and each, each of those objects has a key of date and close, and then the, the values. So date will have this value, and then close will have this value. And, um, and then once this is in there, it'll loop through uh, that array, and so yeah, each key, each each array um, has has an object with a date key and a close uh, key, and it does some parsing. So it parses the date, and we see it's in this format here, and then this makes sure the plus makes sure that it's coerced to to a number. So really, our skill is to turn this structure into something like this, so an array of objects, and each object has a date and a close. And, and the other thing to note here is that you cannot actually use d3.csv uh, in, in Data Studio because you're not allowed to load uh, files uh, that are hosted uh, somewhere else. And, and that's actually okay because one of the benefits of using Data Studio is that, can, that you can just use a built-in connector like uh, Google Analytics or Google Sheets. You don't want to have to import, export, uh, and then upload uh, CSV files all over the place. So the first thing we'll do is we'll just take um, get rid of uh, this wrapper and just keep the callback function, so to speak. So I'll delete this. And, um, 
And yeah, so now how do we get data, this, into an object that looks a little bit like this? And for simplicity, I'm going to keep date and close as before um, rather than rename everything, say, to date or, um, or metric. All right, so the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to rename this, this input uh, parameter to data in to distinguish it from this data. I'm just going to be lazy and leave the data here. And I'm going to comment this out so that I remember what it's supposed to look like. So first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to reference the um, the object here. So data in will look like this. So tables.default. So I'm going to do tables.default. All right. So this object uh, or this variable will have this array of uh, objects. And so now what we want to do is loop through that. So I'm going to call this data. Remember that I'm, I'm lazy and I just want to keep reusing data. And we want to have a shape like this. So I'm going to loop through table list map. And, I'm, uh, and so each object in that array, I'm going to call it row. And then what I want to uh, return is, is an object, right? So map gives me an array, and then and each array element will have this object. So I'm going to reuse the same uh, naming. So date and close. So date. And we'll use the parse time function. And let's see how we can uh, pick out the data that we need. Row. So each row, and I'm looking for dim ID, which itself is an array. So I'm going to take the first value there. And then the other one is close. And that will just be row metric ID. And this is uh, an array itself, so we'll pick out the first number there. And um, and that might be it. So the one thing we'll uh, we'll have to pay attention to is uh, the parsing. So remember that this visualization here has the date in this format, whereas our data looks like this. So we'll have to change the, uh, the parse time function uh, a little bit. So it's the year, capital, since it's two, uh, four digits, and it's the month, and it's the day without any, uh, any hyphens. Save that. And let's see if this actually looks good locally. npm run start. 
ah, not too bad. Um, obviously, this is a little bit screwed up and the display is a little bit funky, but our axes look good um, and inspect and no errors. So not too bad. So why does this look more like a random walk than than the line shot that we're expecting to see? So there's two things going on. There's uh, first of all the styling, but what Data Studio does is it likes to aggregate data. So in this case, aggregate and sort data. So in this case, it actually sorts the metric in descending order. And what we want, obviously, is sort by date. So we'll need a little helper function to rearrange um, the, uh, the data array so that it's sorted by date and not by the metric. So that's, uh, that's simple to do. We'll just uh, use a helper function. We'll call it function sort date by ascending. And it takes two, two values, uh, A and B. You know, it's basically comparing. And we'll return because we know the uh, the the object that we'll send in has a date key. So we'll do date minus b dot date. And then what we can do is on here we can sort this and pass in that that function sort date by ascending save this will rebuild automatically and yay so this uh, this looks looks much better already and um, but we have to fix the display so let's see how we can do that so how do they use get the the blue line here and actually what they do is it just uses some very simple CSS and this is the the rule for that so we'll grab this and with uh, community visualizations you can actually use CSS and there's a file here which is empty now so we'll just add the the CSS rule save that and then we go back here yay this actually looks great. This is, uh, this is what we want. Now, the next thing to do is, this is just local. Let's see if we can get this to display actually in Data Studio. So we'll uh, cancel out of the local dev server. And then what we need to do is we need to set local to false because now we want to de deploy it. So I hit save and then npm run build dev. So first we need to build it locally. And then we do push dev. So this sends it up 